0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you watching our broadcast, and I want to encourage you to sit back and relax and just enjoy the next 15 minutes or so from the Word of God. You know, the Word is so powerful. The Word changes things. If you'll dare stand on the Word of God, it's just a matter of time. You'll experience your breakthrough. Today, I'm going to take you back into the Southwest Believers' Convention, sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Where I was privileged to be one of the speakers. And during the time that I was allowed to speak, my theme the entire week was Don't Quit. It was a powerful meeting, powerful messages, powerful anointing. And I'm going to take you into that meeting in just a few moments. And I want to encourage you to just sit back and give me your undivided attention because I believe. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Your faith is going to go to another level as you watch the broadcast today. Let me read something to you from Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. That word faint means don't lose heart, don't give up, don't quit. If you pray, then dare to believe that God heard your prayer and it's just a matter of time that your breakthrough will manifest. So let me encourage you today, don't give up. Don't quit. God heard you pray and God is in the business of answering prayers. So watch now as we learn how to stand on the authority of God's Word and refuse to quit. All right. Open your Bibles to uh, Galatians chapter six once again. I began my first session yesterday talking about conquering the temptation to quit. One of the people that I have loved reading about is a man by the name of Winston Churchill. Right after the World War II ended, he was invited to come to a school to speak to a number of students. And the principal, as we would call him here, headmaster, I guess, there, told the boys before he came, now gentlemen, get out your notebooks, get your pen ready. One of the most famous men in the world is coming to speak to us today, and I want you to take notes. And so they were all prepared to take notes, expected a lengthy, you know, discourse. And when Mr. Churchill got up, he said, gentlemen, never, never, never quit. Thank you for your attention. and walked out. That was it. And they say today that it was one of his greatest speeches. Never, never, never quit. Look at your neighbor and say, never, never, never quit. Say it again. Never, never, never quit. Amen? Now, I want to to read to you from Galatians chapter 6 once again. Let's begin in verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall reap corruption. He that soweth into the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Look at verse six or nine once again. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. I like to interpret that if we do not quit. There's always a due season, a promised due season if you do not quit. Now yesterday we talked about some of the reasons why that um, people quit. I want to go over them very quickly. I don't want to expound upon them, uh, but just give you the list once again. Uh, let me find it in my notes. Number one, they're not truly convinced yet. That God will keep His word. That's the way I wrote it down. They're not truly convinced yet that God will keep His word. That's the reason people quit. Number two, they're unwilling to wait. They've never developed the force of patience in their lives. They're unwilling to wait. They've never developed the force of patience in their life. Once again, I'm not going to expound on those. I did yesterday. And then number three, they don't spend enough time in fellowship with God and His Word. So, the three major reasons why people quit they're not yet convinced that God will keep His Word, they haven't developed the force of patience, and then they don't spend enough time in fellowship with God and in His Word. So, consequently, they wind up giving up, they become discouraged, they quit. I said yesterday that someone said, I believe it was Thomas Edison, that most failures occur when people think nothing's happening and they give up too quickly. I believe that the moment I pray, according to Mark eleven twenty four, 24, the moment I pray and I add the amen. Amen means so be it. The moment I say amen, as far as I'm concerned, things started happening in the spirit realm. Immediately, they began happening in the spirit realm. I may not see anything in the natural yet. But that doesn't mean nothing's happening. In fact, I made the decision a long, long time ago to never say nothing's happening. I refuse to say that. No matter if I can't see any results immediately or if I don't see any results in the next 15, 20 years. I am not going to say nothing's happening. I believe something began happening the moment I said, amen. The Bible says, believe you receive when you pray, not after you can see something, <clears throat> not after you feel better. Amen. When you pray, believe you receive. Look at your neighbor and say, don't quit. Something is happening. In fact, while you're sitting right here, hopefully listening to every word that'll come out of my mouth. Something's happening. Many of you left your home to come to this convention and you left problems, situations, circumstances, some of which looked impossible, but you knew God wanted you to be here and you determined nothing's going to stop me and I believe God will honor that. Praise God. And many of you are going to return home and find out it's all been taken care of. Hallelujah. Something is happening even as you're sitting there listening to the Word of God. And if you really believe that, you ought to be shouting right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't, I don't know the number of times that I have experienced in my walk of faith where it looked like nothing was happening. Don't ever give up on your seed. Look at your neighbor and say, never, never, never quit. You didn't say that like you meant it. Come on, say it again. <laughs> never, never, never quit. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Praise God. <clears throat> All right. Now, today we're going to talk about never quit sowing. Never quit sowing. Once again, Galatians chapter six, verse seven, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Say this with me. God God is not mocked. What does that mean? What does this truly mean? Simply this, you can't treat God's laws with contempt. Contempt means despise or to treat as worthless. When you go around saying, oh, that doesn't work. I I tried that sowing thing. It doesn't work. That's contempt. You remember in Malachi? God said, your words have been stout against me. Those are stout words. When you go around saying, we tried that sowing and it didn't work. We didn't get a harvest. That's contempt. That's despising God's Word. It's despising God's laws. You're treating them as worthless. And I know you would never do that consciously, but every time you say nothing's working, you just did. Thank you for your enthusiasm. This is a great sermon. It also means to disdain. Or to have no regard for. When you say nothing's working, then you have no regard for the Word. You believe what you can see more than what God has said. That's a big mistake. Can you say amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 1, Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 says from the message translation, only fools thumb their noses at God's Word. Only fools thumb their noses at God's Word. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 14 from the Message Translation says, The wise accumulate knowledge. A wise person accumulates knowledge, but a fool thumbs his nose up at God's Word. <clears throat> Proverbs 14:7, the New International Version says, Stay away from a fool. For you will not find knowledge on their lips. <clears throat> Stay away from fools. Ask your neighbor, are you, are you a fool? I don't want to say by if you are. Now don't ask them that. <laughs> Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. And then Proverbs 18:2 from the amplified Bible, it says, "A fool does not delight in understanding." Proverbs 24, 7, wisdom is too high for a fool. The message translation says it's way over their heads. It's way over their heads. So my point is, don't follow those who have no regard for God's word. <clears throat> don't go to churches where they have no regard for God's work. You telling me where to go to church? Yes. I'm not going to spend quality time in the Word of God, developing my faith, and go sit in a church on Sunday morning for a couple of hours and let some preacher who don't know anything talk me out of it. Yeah. No way. Well, how do you know he don't know anything? Well, if he's saying faith is over, the movement's over, you don't need faith anymore, get up and walk out because he don't know anything. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. <clears throat> Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. What are, who, are, who are fools? What does the Bible say a fool is? It's someone who has no regard for the word. It's someone who goes around saying nothing's working. You see, they're, they're believing their own opinion. More than they believe the Word of God. Now, who's in charge of their life? Not God. Amen. Why I call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? So don't listen to people that are foolish. Don't listen to people that say, We tried that faith stuff and it's not working. Don't listen to them. Don't be persuaded by them. Follow those. Who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Look for those in whom the blessings are abounding in their life. They know something about faith. They know something about the integrity of God's Word. And you'll also find that they're not quitters. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? amen. <clears throat> Don't listen to those who say, I, I've tried that sewing stuff and it's just not working. Well, the Bible says that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So who are you going to listen to? Them or God? You know, this is, this is just elementary, folks. I realize it's elementary, but you'd be surprised at the number of Christians who still haven't reached this level in their lives where they are persuaded and moved by what other people think, other people say, regardless if it lines up with the Word of God or not. So what does God say? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. The Phillips translation says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. Listen how positive that is, forceful that is. A man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. You know, this sowing and reaping principle wasn't new to me after I came to the Lord. I've been told that all my life, particularly when I was sinnering, you know, when I was not living right. I can remember my parents saying to me, son, you're going to reap what you sow." You're gonna reap what you sow. How come we believe it in the negative? Nobody ever questions the negative side of reaping and sowing. In fact, a lot of times when we see somebody in you know, their life has fallen to pieces, he's just reaping those seeds he sowed. Oh yes. But then on the positive side, we question it. You reap what you sow. If you sow financial seed, you'll reap a financial harvest. Well, we don't believe that. You're just trying to get our money. No, the Bible says. In fact, if you study Galatians 6, the final verses in this chapter, he's actually talking about sowing finances and reaping finances. Amen. Amen. And he says very clearly that a man's harvest in life. How many of you like harvest? I like harvest. I like tenfold harvest. I like thirtyfold harvest. I really like hundredfold harvest. Amen. And he says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. Say, I'm in charge, I'm in charge of, my of my financial destiny. You're in charge of your financial destiny, not the government, not welfare. You are in charge of your financial destiny. Don't ever say that I don't have much to sow. Sow it. I like what Charles Cap used to say. If you're down to your last dollar, don't ever spend it, sow it. Don't eat your seed. That's what Charles used to say. Don't eat your seed. Can you say amen? Amen. So listen to this. A man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. The word entirely implies totally or exclusively. That says harvest only comes by sowing. So the person who doesn't sow, does he have any right to expect a harvest? If you want financial harvest, let me try on the other side of the building. If you want financial harvest, what does the Bible say in the book of Genesis? Every seed produces after its own kind. You want apples? You plant apple seeds. You want oranges? You plant orange seeds. You want finances? You plant finances. You believe in for a new car? Find somebody else that's believing for a car. Sow into their faith project. You need a new house? Find somebody else that's believing for a house. Sow into their project. Amen. Amen. So, every seed produces after its own kind. Now, <clears throat> listen to this. Harvest only comes by sowing. Accept it. Say, I accept that. Harvest only comes by sowing. You can't just lay God's laws aside as if they don't exist. Genesis 8, says, while the earth remaineth is the earth still here? Look around real good make sure the earth is still here. As long as the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest shall not cease. So this is still a principle that is operative in the world today. Can you say amen? Amen. Say this with me. I accept God's law of sowing. I accept God's God's law God's law 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 law. law of reaping. I'll live by it for the rest of my life." And lift a hand and thank God that it's working for you even right now. Amen. Now Galatians 6:9 once again says, "...and let us not be weary in well-doing." Now, if you study this closely, the well-doing he's referring to is sowing. Look at it closely. The well-doing That he's referring to is sowing. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. People tend to yield to discouragement. It looks like nothing's happening, it looks like nothing's working. It looks like all this sowing I'm doing, I'm not seeing any results. See, that's weariness yielding to discouragement. It's also accepting the lie from the devil that nothing's working. Don't fall for that. Once again, you have to realize the moment you release that seed out of your hand, something began to take place in the spirit realm. Amen. And due season is on its way. Now, here's something, you know, I never know when due season is. I never know when due season is going to happen. But I'm willing to wait for it. Amen. I'm willing to wait for it. I'm not going to give up on due season. Just like my grandpa, he never told me, son, we are wasting our time sowing all this seed. It's been three weeks now and nothing's happening. No? I don't care how long it takes, God promised a due season and God is not a man that he should lie. Look at somebody say, "My my due season is coming. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what anybody else thinks. God's Word's final authority and my due season is coming. And if you really believe it, give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. Mark
1: 4.28 says, For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. After the seed has been planted in faith, what happens next? In the powerful 4CD teaching, The Law of Progression, Jerry Savell outlines the spiritual law of progression and how to stay strong when you're not seeing instant or overnight results you will learn about how the Word of God is an incorruptible seed we plant in our hearts and the cycle of growth for that seed outlined in Mark chapter four. In his classic illustration on a seed planted in faith, Jerry Savell shares how living a life of faith goes against the world's way of life, like paddling upstream in a canoe. Don't wait any longer. Call or go online now to jerrysavell.org and request the powerful four CD teaching, The Law of Progression. Get ready to laugh, learn, and live the blessed way that God has always intended for you to live. Call today. You know, I always love going to the Believer's Convention. I've been going to these things since I was about 12 years old, and I'm 47. It's, it's amazing. Also, I love Jerry Savelle, as you see behind me. What an incredible, faithful man. You know, the Bible says the faithful person shall abound in the blessing. So you know, watching him be so loyal to KCM over the years. It shows he's healthy, he's wealthy, he's wise. I promise you, the stuff that God has done for Jerry and Creflo and all these people, he's not a respecter of persons. He wants to do it for you. We just gotta keep hearing more of the Word and coming to these meetings. It makes a big difference. That's how our life was changed, and I promise you, your life will be changed. One thing that sums up Jerry's ministry for me, and I love so much about his ministry, is favor. You know, I see the favor of God is, so much upon his life. And pretty much every day I believe God and I claim the favor of God. But hearing Jerry and seeing the level of favor he experiences in his life has also made me um, created that awareness and uh, built up my faith in that area. Uh, The impact that he's made on my life is to really stretch my faith, specifically to uh, believe for favor. Uh, And especially like this this year's message, uh, the faithful shall flourish and thrive in the courts of their God, that just has blessed my life so much and impacted my life, my ministry, and the business that I work at. So it's been an awesome time. and I appreciate all that you guys do. Thank you. I've always enjoyed listening to Brother Jerry, especially about the favor of God and how it surrounds us like a shield and how the blessing of God is on upon our people. That's just so amazing. And it's impacted my life so much.
0: Isn't it great what God is doing? God is faithful. I want to say that again. God is faithful. I want you to say it with me. God is faithful. You know, God answers prayer, God meets needs, God supplies our every need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's His promise. So let me encourage you. Don't ever give up on God. Don't ever give up on His word. You know, I love reading testimonies and, and uh, hearing from people in which God is doing the miraculous, doing what men say can't be done. Here's uh, someone that says, uh, "My car radiator went out, uh, but after remembering a message that you preached on sowing and famine, we sowed seed toward the repair. We didn't have the money at the time to do the repair. My sister called and said that she wanted to pay the repair in full, and on top of that, we received an extra $1,650. Also, my wife had a stroke and was hospitalized for over a month, but praise God, she is receiving her healing. She's speaking and walking now in the name of Jesus. Wonderful. Praise God. I know God's healing power. And Here's one from William. He said, In 2017, the Lord told him to go online and find a truck that I wanted. He said, my seven-year-old granddaughter said, Papa, I'm going to talk to mama tonight and tell her that we need to buy you a new truck, a big truck so that all of us can ride in it. And I want it to be black because that's your favorite color. He said, my three and a half year old granddaughter agreed. Then the Lord told me that my granddaughter was prophesying what he was doing for me. By April, I found the exact truck I wanted. They wanted $25,000 for it, but I offered them $18,000 and they accepted my offer. Now the truck is mine with no payments on it. God is great." Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? God is breaking through for people and he'll do it for you. Don't forget, before we leave the air, our special product offer, The Law of Progression, four CDs. I'm telling you, once you begin to listen to these, you're not going to be able to stop. I want to encourage you to order them right away because they're faith building and it'll teach you how to keep standing in the midst of adversity. Thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing you again next week and remember your faith will overcome the world.